You're listening to the free edition of Sweden in Focus from The Local. If you would like to listen to a full-length version of the podcast, as well as an additional midweek episode, please check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade to Membership Plus. Here's this week's free edition. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Sweden in Focus. Our guest this week is Gemma Swift, a marketing professional from the UK who wrote an article for The Local last year on how to make friends in Sweden. And the article was very well received from readers who appreciated her positive attitude to what many foreigners perceive as a real challenge when they move to Sweden. So we thought we'd catch up with Gemma to get her to expand a bit on the advice she gave in her article, which we'll link to in the episode notes. Now, midweek episodes like this one are going to be a regular feature of a new subscription offering called Membership Plus, which launches this weekend. To ensure you get early access to the full-length weekend episode, as well as access to the midweek episodes, you can sign up now at a 40% discount using a special link you can find in the episode notes. I'm Paul O'Mahony in Stockholm, and before we listen to Gemma, I've got our regular panelists, Emma Lovegreen and Richard Orange on the line from Mama. Emma, what's your best piece of advice for readers of The Local asking how to make friends in Sweden? I have a controversial opinion. So listeners, please don't hate me. But I think it's a myth, or at least exaggerated, that it's that hard to find friends in Sweden. I think that it's hard to find friends as an adult because you don't hang out with people like all day like you do in school, for example. And it's doubly hard when you move to a new country. I remember when I lived in Scotland, all my friends there were internationals like me. I had no Scottish friends because they were just in a sort of completely different mind space to where I was. Like they already had their friendship groups set up. They weren't as keen as I was to find new friends. And, you know, that's that's fine. That's just that's just life. But I mean, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't listen to me. If I had good advice about this, I would have more friends. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Richard? Well, actually, I agree with Emma's controversial opinion. I think that Sweden is, let's face it, I mean, Sw- Swedes aren't great at talking to strangers, small talk, chatting up people they don't know at the bar, stuff like that. And so it's hard to make contact with people. But actually, in terms of making friends, I think think that a lot of Swedes don't have any friends. I mean, there are a lot of people compared to, say, when I lived in Barcelona, where, you know, Catalans, super sociable, no interest whatsoever in meeting foreigners. You're never going to break into a Catalan, a group of Catalan friends. You're just, it's just not going to happen unless you're really brilliant. Whereas in Sweden, there's lots of people who, who've moved around, who've moved from Gothenburg to Malmo or Stockholm to Malmo, who haven't established a, a friendship group. So I've found when I've worked in shared offices with people, people are quite friendly. I get invited to places. I have made kind of friends with with them. I agree with Emma that I don't think Sweden is a harder place to make friends as an adult than 
any other country really in Europe. In some ways, it's easier. In terms of advice for making friends in Sweden, the thing that really worked for me was having a baby. Well, not me having a baby, but my wife having a baby. <laughs> uh, because almost all of my friends in Malmo come from this Upna Forskula or open preschool that you go to when your friends are babies and you basically sit there and they like crawl around on the floor and you drink coffee and talk. So you have a lot of time to get to know people really, really well. And also, I think there's something about the oxytocin <laughs> kind of breaks down people's barriers and makes them open to quite deep emotional connections. You know, I feel really close to people who I spent, you know, months pushing around babies in prams with. And having a dog has also got me talking to a lot of strangers, although your friendship tends to be quite dog related. You know, it's hard to push the conversation outside of kind of your dog's training and, you know, eating habits and stuff like that. But it's connections with people. And people always say, you know, join the Ferenning leave, coach football, coach sport. And I think that's definitely true that you will get relationships with Swedes doing that. Whether they will invite you to a barbecue on the weekend, I don't know. Maybe they will. Kind of works, but I'm not sure if it's the kind of cure-all that people tend to say in these advice commons. Okay, thanks both for those pieces of advice. Uh, let's listen now to Gemma Swift. And I started by asking her for a brief introduction. Yeah, so I'm from York, Yorkshire, England, obviously. I'm here. I think a lot of the time people say, are you here for money or love? And it's definitely not money. <laughs> so yeah, I met, I met a Swedish guy. It's a bit of a cliche, but met him in the Australian desert when we were backpacking and doing our working holiday visas and then somehow ended up here. He actually t took me to Norway first, so I thought I was moving somewhere with these beautiful fjords and mountains but he uh he sort of catfished me a bit and then we went to Yable and I was like this looks a bit different from Norway but yeah and I've been here for four years now. Four years and so you started off in Yavle and then gradually made your way to Stockholm was that it? Yeah I actually just spent a couple of weeks in Yavle and realised it might be quite hard for me to get a job there and it was very small I mean the last time I'd lived a normal kind of nine-to-five adult life I'd been in London so I mean Yavle is a lovely place but I figured I might need to be in Stockholm just for, you know, work opportunities. So I came down, I came down here very quickly, actually. And I haven't left since. I love Stockholm. So I think it's the place for me so far. Okay. And you just got a new job, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I just started a new job at the beginning of January. It's really fun working for a Swedish company that does, um, they they work in the sustainability tech sector. And so it's, it's really interesting, uh, especially at the moment with lots of new EU regulations coming out about companies needing to be report on different things like carbon emissions and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And what's your job there? I am a product marketing manager. Right. Yeah. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's marketing, basically, and communications. Okay. So you've been here, as you say, for a few years now, and you wrote this article for The Local a while back where you gave your advice on how to make friends in Sweden. And I know it's been a really popular article among readers, which is why we wanted to get you on to, to talk to you about it and get you to expand a little bit on um, your experiences and how you've managed to get established. So if we can go through 
each of these tips that you've shared, the first one that you talk about is stay open-minded and don't let other foreigners scare you. What can you say about that? First of all, so glad that some people read it. I didn't know if anybody would, um, and I'm, I'm really happy to hear that and hope that it did help some people. When I first got here, I just, I remember this very quick sort of process where an English friend I knew that was here was like, meet some other English people. And we went to a pub and it must have been like my first couple of weeks. And honestly, it was so scary because everyone just sort of sat there drinking their, you know, pints in a fake English pub, just complaining a bit about how it's really hard to make friends here. Everyone was quite new, though, to the country and the city. And I remember thinking, I need to get out of this situation because this is not what I was expecting. I thought I'd come here and it would be like, yay, new friends and yay, new life. And I was so excited about exploring a new culture and a new city and, you know, a new language. And it just didn't, I felt as if it was going to fall flat on its face because everyone was immediately really sort of, you know, already a bit downtrodden about how easy, you know, it is to make friends here and how it's, you know, it was sort of like, I hope you like sitting in an English pub with English people complaining about Sweden because that's what we do now vibe. (laughs) So I just realized that that's not going to be helpful. I mean, I don't think I realized immediately. I think on that evening I was just like scared, (laughs) but then after a bit of time and a bit of reflection, I just realized that I can't spend my social energy in situations that are going to perpetuate this idea that it's hard to to make friends here because, I mean, it's just going to be counterproductive, I'm assuming. And also it's just, I mean, we all love a good moan, Swedish, English, whatever, like we love a good moan. I do as well, but I just knew that it was the wrong time to start. You know, I couldn't start with a negative outlook And I didn't want to be around that mentality. And it's funny, though, because at the time, yeah, as I said, we were all very new. And I think it maybe was a bit of a shock. And that's why people were quite like, oh, yeah, it's really hard here. But I actually know that a few of these people have now also been here for a few more years. And they have great friends. And they have great social circles. And it was all great in the end. But I just think it was like a moment in time at the beginning where everyone was like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So you made this active decision to sort of avoid these kind of conversations as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. And if I would meet foreign friends that would kind of keep bringing up this Ugh, Sweden thing, Ugh, Swedes, I would just slowly but surely distance myself a bit or change the conversation. Mm. Or as time went by, I'd start to be a bit more like, I've had a great experience or like, oh, actually, I've just met this really awesome Swedish person and and then you know and I would kind of try and politely shift their mentality as well and look a bit more objectively about what was happening instead of getting sucked into the to the moaning which is very tempting and, and very kind of nice sometimes but it's not good when you're fresh to a country I don't think. Your next uh, piece of advice is to get a dog. Have you followed your own advice? <laughs> no, Paul, I haven't. But what I do is, right, so I dog sit for so many people. Um, so when I when I first got here, one of my closest friends just moved here a few months before me and she bought a puppy and she already had so many friends and I was really impressed. I mean, she's a great, chatty, positive person anyway, but she was just like 
oh yeah, I mean, it starts with the dog. You're in the dog park or you're over your dogs and then um, you offer to, to dog sit for them and or like have a dog play day. And I mean, her, her social life is at first, especially, it's just like dogs, 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 dogs. And then at some point somebody said to me like, oh, do you think, or she, I think maybe she said, can you look after my dog while I'm away? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, he's great. I'm not a massive dog person. Now I am. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then you kind of get, you start to realize that, other people want to like ask you to help as well when they realize that you're down for looking after people's dogs and and then I've just sort of ended up in this like dog network like this underground dog sitting network where um I actually you know get to play like like part-time dog parenting and then help out people and then also you build relationships with these people oh and we have a cat we have there's a cat that, we, that me and my partner look after sometimes and I mean you know a lot of people to return the favor are like let's have dinner like how you know you just start to build some um, build relationships through helping people out through favors and mine was dog sitting and now I have great friendships through these people and their and, and relationships with their pets and it's just uh I can see that was a big was a springboard to to making more friends I think really good advice and the next one you have here is join a club or even better a sauna <laughs> yeah so I know a few people who join running clubs and climbing clubs I think someone I know goes to a board game club and I think group activities do tend to be a nice place to make friends, which makes sense, shared interests and stuff like that. I am, I'm really not like an exercise person. And if I am exercising, I want to do it alone where no one can look at me. Um, so I'm not really into the, the more fitness side of things, but I did join a sauna. And I think this is like a different kind of way to interact with people. I wouldn't say that I make really good friends from my local sauna, mm. but it gives me this really beautiful injection of like the day-to-day -day sense of community more. So I've been going quite a lot. It's it's like the best thing in the world. I'm obsessed with the sauna. But after a point, you know, you start to recognize other people in the sauna and you start chatting a little bit. And I've met some in insanely interesting and lovely people from all walks of life, all ages, all areas, all backgrounds in this sauna. And because they are really friendly and really chatty and people are a bit curious and, you know, it's, and it's more, I mean, I haven't had any of these people around to my house for dinner, but it's a really nice way to get those casual conversations with strangers going, which I think is also very nourishing for your soul. You don't need to be best friends with everyone, but sometimes it's nice to have a, like coming from Yorkshire, it's like you just have a bit of a chat with the person in the shop, you know, and I think I get that, but slight, on a slightly uh, bigger scale from kind of being part of a sauna club and it's it's lovely. So I think clubs are, are a great way to go. And, I, you know, I, I know loads of people that have met people through joining clubs and yeah, it's definitely a key strategy, I think. It sounds like at the sauna, it took a little while. You joined and then you're sort of, you know, people recognize you after a while and, and then they get into conversations with you. Yeah. It's so, or sometimes it happens straight off the bat. It, you know, you'll just say something like, oh, look, the boat's going through the ice or someone's ice skating. They're crazy. These crazy Swedes. And some will be like, yeah, we do this all year. And, you know, it just <laughs> kind of like can naturally spin off immediately as well. But then, yeah, there are other, there are times where 
it's like, oh, hey, because, you know, you've sawn with that person a few times and then you, and it's like, come here often. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it kind of grows from there too. So it's both. How's your Swedish, by the way? Are you striking up conversations in English? <laughs> it's bad still. And I can follow conversations in Swedish. And then I can, you know, sometimes I just chip in in English in response. And then people will either respond in Swedish and I can understand it or they'll, or they'll switch. So um, I'm not striking up conversations in Swedish, but I think maybe next year I'll get there. Absolutely. That's the attitude, I think. <laughs> uh, the next one that you recommend is to explore Facebook groups. Yeah. So I feel like Facebook is a bit of a weird one because a lot of people my age and younger don't really use it anymore but for some reason I think it's actually still really alive when it comes to groups and meetups and stuff in Sweden and around the world probably so like I wouldn't have thought this was a, a, a good channel to to meet people but I think there is something in using social media and joining groups. When I first moved here, I did, I think I say this in the article, I did go to someone, it wasn't actually me that joined it, I don't think. Someone I knew joined it like loosely and then said, oh, well, me and my hiking group are going away and then to this cabin and then I joined it after. And I, it was just this weird scenario where I think it was like Easter weekend and I'm like telling my Swedish boyfriend that I can't hang out with him because I'm getting on a train and a bus two hours north of Stockholm to go to a house with a bunch of people from a hiking group that I hadn't really been in or like I hadn't hiked with them. And he was just like, this is weird. You are weird. You're a weird person. <laughs> and let me know, you know, if I don't hear from you after like 12 hours, I'm going to call the police. But I, uh, I go and it was really fun. I had a great time. It was a real mixture of people. There were actually a couple of Swedes in there as well that weren't from Stockholm, uh, from Gothenburg. And um, we had a, a great time. I actually didn't hang out with anyone else after that, that I met there, apart from one person who is this amazing woman who was actually from Yarm, so not too far away from York. And I know it's that classic, like, oh, you're from Yorkshire, I'm from Yorkshire. Oh no, is it Middlesbrough? Anyway. Um, and then we like stick together a little bit. But I mean, she was great and we are super good friends. We planned the trip to Copenhagen next month. I mean, now she's been one of my core friends here for like the last three years. Um, which is brilliant and it was just this weird scenario but I just went with it and took away one good friend out of 10 lovely people so that's fantastic and the next <laughs> your next piece of advice is to consider readjusting your expectations how do you mean there yeah this one was a, like this is a little bit hard because I think it's a bit less optimistic um or positive but I think it's just the reality you know I do have a couple of good friends here that are very much like the Wednesday night dinner friends, like meet one-on-one, -on -one, have a nice dinner on a Wednesday, maybe once a month. And I, I think at first I was, especially with, with one Swedish woman, I was very, um, I just kind of thought we'd become really good friends and I'd meet her partner and we'd hang out a lot and we'd do like go to each other's houses and do stuff on weekends and and I just kind of didn't get that vibe back from her. And I could tell that she sort of approached our friendship as a let's meet one-on-one -on -one for dinner every now and then. 
And I really adore this person. And I'm so glad and grateful that I've, you know, I've got her in my life um, just as one example. But I mean, I think we're quite close, but I've never met her partner. She's never suggested that she's never really opened the door to her home. I've she's I think she's been to mine a couple of times or I've invited her to other events with other friends and she's been super happy to come, but it hasn't really been reciprocated. I just think that even though my normal friendships back home wouldn't look like that, it's okay that I still have this lovely friendship. It's just sort of in a different, it has a different framework and it could be a very individual thing. It could just be an individual thing, but I, but I have kind of noticed that it's happened a few times where I've gone quite close to people and I've been ready to be like, let's hang, come to mine, meet my partner. And it hasn't really been reciprocated. Like the personal doors haven't been opened. Let's put it that way. And I think sometimes you're just like, that's fine. I have a lovely time when I see you after work on a Wednesday, once a month that's okay. Or if it's not enough, you kind of just phase it out. Okay. It's not for me. Yeah. yeah, no, That sounds like really good advice. Just this kind of acceptance that friendship can look different in different cultures. It doesn't have to be the same as it was when you were back in the UK, for example. Exactly. That's a, that's a really lovely way to put it. Your next piece of advice in the article was to make the first move. Is this something that you've done yourself? Yeah, I think definitely actually. And I don't know if this is easier just because personality-wise, I am probably more on the extroverted scale. And I'm a bit like, oh, just go for it and see what happens. But yeah, I've, I have reached out to people I don't really know, or I've only met once, or I've kind of met through a friend in another wider setting and said like, you know, oh, I really thought, oh, I really like that person. Maybe we could be friends as well. And can I get, can I get their number? And then just messaged them and, and said like, hey, I don't know if you remember me from this thing, but I'd love to go drink with you sometime. I've done it a few times where it's worked and a few times where it hasn't. So yeah, someone I actually, it was really embarrassing. Um, the first time I did it a couple of years ago, yeah, I met this, this girl at a party and I messaged her afterwards and uh, she kind of played along and was like, yeah, sure, I'll, sure, I'll meet you. I'd be happy to meet you for a drink. And I met her and I could tell that she didn't really recognize me or know who I was. And I had to be like, so I'm so-and-so's friend. We met at this time. Do you remember it was about a month ago? And she was just like, oh, awkward. Don't really remember you. But now we're really good mates. So that worked out. But then it's happened a couple of other times. Like I went to a barbecue once and got along really well with, with this girl who lived quite close to me. And I sort of said, like, look, to her and her boyfriend, we were chatting for a good hour or two. And I was like, we should def you know, we should hang out sometime locally. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like reached out and said like so and I didn't get a response and you know and it's fine like they're busy everyone's busy we're all grown-ups and the older you get the harder it is to find time to hang out with random people you don't know anyways but you do have to put yourself out there a bit I think and it's definitely paid dividends for me yeah brilliant and yeah don't take it personally if it doesn't work out yeah yeah not at all the last piece of advice you had in the article was that you get out what you put in you know, you have to make an effort and you will get out what you put in, I think. There's, I mean, like anywhere in the world, this country is full of amazing people that have also spent a lot of time probably in my country, in other people's countries, you know, a vast array of different people who also had lots of different life experiences like anywhere else in the world. There's no hard and fast rules when it comes to making friends. It's not true that it's really hard to make friends in Sweden. It's just perhaps a bit slower, but the friendships you do make when you put the effort in and make moves and, um, you know, they can be really strong friendships for life and be 
super enriching, but there isn't like a, a black and white scenario, you know, any, like anything with people. Everyone's different. All people are different. And there's always an element of luck involved with who you meet and when and who and how they're feeling when at the time you want to try and build a relationship and if they're busy or they're not. I just, I felt like I put in a lot of effort when I moved here and it really paid off. I've got, you know, some wonderful friends here now and it's, and it is, and I would have a lot less if I didn't work really hard. And that's, but for some people that's fine. Some, you know, some people are really happy to just have a couple of close mates and that's also beautiful. But I put in a lot of effort and got like 10 really good mates. No, it's too much. <laughs> I'm too tired now. I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> So it's been like, it's been seven or eight months now since this article was published. Uh, has anybody been in touch with you about it? I mean, have you made any connections related to the article? Yeah, so this was actually amazing. And it was the first article I've ever written for a official um, publication. Um, and I was really nervous about it, but, but I did it. And um, actually... I think four or five people reached out to me saying, wow. read your article, I loved it. Um, it was really helpful. And I think it's just so nice that people take the time to do that. And also, obviously, as a writer, you just want to write something that someone else finds that, you know, it touches them or it is useful. So that was a wonderful feeling. But what happened was, so I met a few people or talked to a few people that reached out who lived in other cities like Karlstad or, or wherever. Or we, a couple were thinking about moving here from America and weren't really sure about stuff. And then we got into the old, how do you get a person number debate? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you know, some of it was it was just wanted to express interest and, and appreciation. And then like, let me know if you're ever down south and, you know, we can you know, go for lunch. And that was lovely. But there was one person who was from Stockholm. And now, so she reached out and said, this is a bit weird. I'm not used to this. But like you said in your article, you've got to kind of make the first move sometimes. Do you want to maybe meet for a um, coffee? Uh, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so that was, yeah, I think, what did you say, eight months ago, um, maybe. And she is one of my really good mates now. And I'm actually meeting her tonight. She's going to be my date for Valentine's Day. And we're going to go for a pint at the Queen's Head. Yeah, it's just, she's a wonderful person. And I've introduced her to a lot of my friends who also think she's great. Yeah, it was a real joy for her to become part of my life. And it's all because she read this article and said, like, I know this is awkward, but can we hang out maybe? And we hit it off. That's amazing. And as I said, it's a, it's an article that really did strike a chord with a lot of people. You know, it's been very popular. Uh, a lot of people have told us that it's helped them as they're trying to find their way in Sweden. And I'm really glad that you were able to come on the podcast and tell us a little bit more about your your thinking. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm just glad that I can help. That's all for this bonus episode of Sweden in Focus, which was recorded on the 14th and 15th of February. Our panellists were Richard Orange and Emma Lovegrain. Our sound engineer is Reese Edwards. I'm Paul O'Mahony and we'll be back on Saturday with a regular episode. Sweden in Focus is a podcast from the local Europe. The publisher is James Savage. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. That's all for this week's free edition of Sweden in Focus. If you'd like to hear a full-length version of the podcast each week, as well as an additional midweek episode, with more interviews and analysis, please upgrade to Membership Plus. Make sure to check the episode notes for details on how to upgrade. Sweden in Focus is a podcast by The Local Europe. Our sound engineer is Rhys Edwards. The publisher is James Savage.